You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Audio Podcast. Well, if you have your Bibles, look with me to the Gospel of John, chapter 10, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, John 10. As we launch into this new year, I want to spend the first couple weeks of this year trying to answer the question that I get asked more than any other question. If someone comes up to me and says, Pastor, I have a question for you. I'm almost like 80% certain what they're going to ask me before they ask me. And here's the question. Pastor, how can I better hear from God? Or maybe it's stated a bit different, but it's really the heart of it still the same question. How can, I dis- how can I discern the voice of God? Or how can I... How can I better connect with God? What, what I know is people like yourself, again, the very reason you're here this morning is like you want to better connect with God. If that wasn't important for you, there's a lot of other places that you could be today. But the very fact that you're here tells me that you have a desire to grow in your relationship with God, to better connect with God. You want to better hear His voice and, and follow His directives. And, and the same would be true for my life. You know, oftentimes when people ask me, Pastor, how can, how can I pray for you? How can we pray for you? Most of the time, this is what I say. Pray that I would clearly hear the voice of God and have courage to carry out His direction. Because I believe if I get that right, everything else falls into place. If I could clearly hear the voice of God and then courage to do what He tells me to do. Uh, so what, I'm like you. I'm in the same boat that you're in. Um, I'm, it's not like I have some special connection because I have this title pastor in front of my name that I have some special connection with God that you can't have or you don't have. No, I believe we can all connect with a God who wants to talk to us. Amen? To a God who wants to speak to us. So, so we're going to be talking about that over the next couple of weeks. So let me just tell you what we're going to how we're going to go about this so you know where we're going. Today we're going to talk about just the very fact that God desires to speak to us. Because some of you in the room today would not be convinced of that. And so I want to talk with you about that fact that the God who spoke the world into existence wants to speak to you on a daily basis. I, I believe that with all my heart. The next week we're going to talk about the how. So how does that play out? Um, you know, does God have some special phone line? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about that next week. Um, if you're wondering, he doesn't, but he does talk with us in a lot of different ways. But we all want to connect with God. And here's the challenge. There's like no quick fix formula. Oftentimes what I think we like is, okay, give me the three steps. One, two, three. God, you know, we do this and God does this. And it's really not that way when it comes to connecting with God or learning to hear God's voice. It really flows out of authentic relationship. And the challenge with authentic relationship is for, for it to be real, for it to be genuine, it takes time, right? Like relationship doesn't happen quick. Would you agree with that? It requires investment. And as we grow in our relationship with God, then what I've come to discover is the better we're able to discern the voice of God. But what we discover in Scripture is that God has always been a speaking God. Not only has He spoken, but He's still speaking today. He's still revealing that of His love, His plan, His truth, His direction, His guidance for us today. Matter of fact, 15 times in the New Testament alone, Jesus says these words, He who has ears, let him hear. So reach up on right and left. Okay, do you feel something that we call those ears? 
And probably everyone in the room today has two. And Jesus says, for he who has ears, so obviously that's you, right? Listen, I can quit right now. <laughs> I don't have to do this. So if you have ears, you have two, right? Okay, Jesus is talking to you then. He's talking to me. Who has ears, uh, let him hear. And then interesting, Jesus went on to say in John 8, 47, he who is of God hears God's words. So if you are born of God, if you have received Christ as your Savior, if you're here today and you would call yourself a Christ follower, believer, then Jesus says if you're of God, then you hear God's words. And then... In John 10, 27, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and and they follow me. Now, certain Christian leaders insist today that that God stops speaking. They would say, if God spoke to you, you have to give chapter verse. And if you don't have chapter verse, uh, book chapter verse, then God didn't speak to you. And they take that from Revelation 22, uh, excuse me, yes, Revelation 22, verse 18, where the scripture says that no one should add to the Bible. And they say, therefore, if God doesn't speak to you from the Bible, then God has not spoken to you because that's the only way he speaks. Um, And I'm challenged with that because we just read three verses of scripture that not only says this God speak, but God's still speaking today. Now, I actually happen to believe Revelation 22, 18 as well, and that, um, that God's word is complete and that no one can add to scripture or should add to scripture matter of fact if someone comes to you and says hey i've got a new book of the bible for you this is what you should do run right run fast so this is the complete word of god god has revealed his truth through 40 different individuals who composed the 66 books we have today. This is the revealed Word of God. God speaking to us through His Word. But there's also not only the, the, the divine revelation of the truth of God's Word, but there's also what I would call divine promptings. It's the prompting of the Holy Spirit. When God by His Spirit uh, connects with air spirit or bears witness in our spirit. Both of those would come under the umbrella of God speaking today. God has spoken. He's revealed his truth, his direction in his word. But God is still speaking to us today. Are you with me? He's a God who, who sees. He's a God who desires to connect with us, revealing that of his guidance for our lives. So Over the next couple weeks, again, we're going to talk about how can we better learn to hear God's voice? How can we better learn? Because, again, I believe that God is speaking 24-7. Matter of fact, I believe the issue is not that God's not speaking. I believe the issue is more on our end is that we're not hearing. Um, So how how can we better hear? That's what we want to talk about. But as we jump into this, I want to begin with a... A little game. The name of the game is Two Truths and a Lie. How many of you have ever played Two Truths and a Lie? It's a, it's a great like icebreaker. If you have a group together at your home, you may want to try this. But basically, this is how the game works. I'm going to make three statements as I tell you a story. Two of the statements are true and one's a lie. And your role is to identify which two are true and which one is the lie. Are you ready? 
Okay, here's statement one. My wife Charlotte and I have been married for over 30 over 30 years. Don't tell her I got choked up on that. That's a bad. I'm glad she's not here this morning. That's a bad place to get choked up. My wife and I have been married for 30 uh, plus years. Been uh, amazing. Can you imagine? She's put up with me for 30 years. Statement one. Here's here's statement two. In our 30 plus years of marriage, um, we've had some really highs and we've had some lows. We had some sorrows. We've had some joys. And I would say through 30 years that Charlotte knows me quite well and I know Charlotte quite well. That's statement two. Here's statement three. And statement three is actually um, a little story in itself. But, But here's statement three. Just last week, Charlotte called me on the phone and greeted me with one word. And the word was, hey. And I said, who is this? And she said, oh, it's, it's your wife, Charlotte. And I said, Charlotte who? And she said, Charlotte Lemmings, the woman you've been married to for 30 plus years. I said, oh, I think I know you. Now, in, end of the story. So out of those three, which ones would you say are true and which one's the lie? Obviously, the first two are true and the last one's the lie, right? My wife and I have been married for 30 plus years. We've had highs and lows. I know her quite well. She knows me quite well. Uh, So the lie is the third statement. I mean, if my wife calls me, all she has to say is one word. It can just be, hey. And when she says the one word, I know immediately who it is. I don't have to ask her, okay, who's this calling me? No, I immediately recognize her voice. It helps, too, that phones today tells me exactly who it is. But after 30 years of marriage, and we dated about two and a half years before we were married, 30 plus years of marriage, I know my wife well, and she knows me well. She calls on the phone one word, and I, I'm, I immediately recognize her voice. Why? Because out of relationship, I'm familiar with, so I immediately identify the voice. And I, I use that as a point of illustration, because I believe it's that kind of relationship that God desires to have with us. That we have so invested in our relationship with the Father that when He speaks, we quickly identify His voice. And we don't have to say, okay, uh, who's this? We know exactly who it is. Why? Because we've invested in that relationship. There's a foundational truth that we need to grasp right up front. and And it's this glorious truth. Here it is. God wants to talk to you. Now, for some of you, that may be like a totally new concept. Maybe you always thought God talks to the priest or God talks with the pastor. He wouldn't want to talk with me. No, God wants to talk with you. He wants to reveal His plan, His love, His greatness for your life. And He wants to do it, get this, on a daily basis. Not just on Sunday. You don't have to wait to Sunday to get your word from God. You can have the word every day. And that's that's the kind of relationship that God desires to have with you. You know, A.W. Tozer, the great theologian, said it like this, it's the very nature of God to speak. His speaking flows out of His nature. Just as it's natural for, for you and I to communicate, for you and I to talk, so it's natural for God. Listen, folks, may we not forget this, we're created in the image and likeness of God. In other words, God says, I'm going to make you like me so that we can have a relationship together. So that it might be this privilege of connecting and and communicating with God. So what we discover throughout the Bible 
is that God speaks. I mean, the Bible begins like this, that God spoke and the world came into existence. Simply through God speaking the word. He spoke and all that we see today was created. And then, by His Spirit, He moved on 40 different individuals who constructed who, or who wrote the revealed Word of God, what we have today, what we call the Bible. What This is God speaking. God has spoken. 40 different individuals captured the 66 books that we have today. And then within this book, what you discover is that our God is a personal God who communicates. I mean, throughout this book, he's talking to people like, like Abraham and Moses and, and Joseph and, and Daniel and Paul and Timothy in the same way that he would want to speak to us. You know, Hebrews 13, 8 says this, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mean that what God did, He's still doing today. If He was speaking then, let me know He's still speaking today, right? Are you with me? God speaking to us by His Spirit. So both the Old Testament and New Testament describe God as a speaking God. I think the real task for us, the privilege for us, is to learn to discern His voice. The, to, if you will, have a better connection with. How can we better hear God's voice? You know, it's clearly revealed through what Jesus says here in, in John 10, that God speaks. Matter of fact, this, this text we want to read this morning, let me just kind of tell you what it's about. In this text, Jesus identifies himself as the good shepherd, and he calls us sheep. Matter of fact, turn to your neighbor and say, hey, you're a sheep. You're smelly too. No, not, don't tell him that part. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, you're the sheep. And, and then he gives this, this wonderful word picture of how the shepherd is so connected to the sheep, and the sheep know the shepherd, and the shepherd knows the sheep, that when the shepherd speaks, the sheep just follow. Why? Because they know the voice of the shepherd. He gives us this word picture, this analogy of what I believe your relationship, my relationship with the Father should look like. And that the Father speaks and we hear, we know. Why? Because there's this relationship that we've developed. So let's read what Jesus wrote. John chapter 10, beginning with verse 14. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And if you're wondering what he's talking about there, he's talking about Jew and Gentile coming together. One church. One shepherd. And the sheep will hear his voice. And if you look on to verse 27, Jesus went on to say, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hands. I and the Father are one. So here in this word picture, Jesus gives us, um, he's the good shepherd. We're the sheep. And in this analogy, the shepherd leads the sheep by his voice. So we are to live by listening to Jesus' voice and following his lead. Hey, hearing God's voice is really um, an issue of identity. It's not a, so much about something we achieve to. It's not so, 
it's not really so much about behavior. It's really about identity. We can hear the voice of God because of who we are. I mean, that's what Jesus is saying here in this text. He says, I'm the good shepherd, you're the sheep. Because you're a sheep, you hear the voice of the shepherd. Because of who you are. And it would be the same for us. Because of who we are and because of whose we are, we have this awesome privilege of being able to um, communicate, have relationship with, not just where I'm talking to God, but where I'm also hearing from God. How many, how many of you know you don't have communication if there's only one person talking, right? If I'm doing all the talking um, and you're just listening, then we're not having communication. I'm just kind of going on and filling the air, right? And communication is like two ways. And that's the privilege that we have. So because being able to hear from God is our identity, let me just quickly give you about a few foundational truths about how we can hear from God. I think it begins with this, going back to identity. Our ability to hear from God is part of our DNA. In other words, it's how we're wired. It's how God fashioned you. It's how God fashioned me. See, God made humans in His image and His likeness so that we might be able to relate to and communicate with God. So we might say that our ability to hear from God is innate. If something is innate, it's part of our instinct. It's part of how we're made. So hearing from God comes naturally to us because that's the way God chose to create us. Just as sheep are born with the ability to recognize the voice of the shepherd, so you and I are born with the ability, it's placed within us, to hear the voice of God. Listen, none other of God's creation was created with this ability. Rhinoceros can't hear from God. Hippo can't hear from God. That dog that you love so much, as sweet as it is, listen, it it can't hear from God. That cat you love, it can't hear from God. Only human beings were created in the image and likeness of God. Fashioned like our Father so that we might live in relationship with our Father. So first and foremost, your ability, my ability to hear from God is a part of our DNA. It's how we were fashioned. It's how we were made. Not only is our ability to hear God innate, but it's also learned. And you may be wondering, well, if it's innate, then why do we have to, why do we have to learn it? Why do I have to learn to hear the voice of God? It's kind of like so many other areas of your life where you had the innate ability, but you still had to be coached to achieve. Does that make sense? It's like I had the innate ability to drive a car. I had that ability, but someone still had to teach me how to drive a car. I mean, I just had that experience with my daughter this past week, and praise God, I'm still here today. (laughs) She has the innate ability to drive the car. That's what, by faith, I'm believing, and we're trying to get there. Um, But it would be the same for you. You had the ability to drive a car, but someone had to teach you. Someone had to coach you. Someone had to give you pointers. It's it's the same with a a child. A baby that's born. How many of you know babies don't come out of the womb saying words? Right? They don't come out of the womb like having conversation with mom. Like, hey, thanks, mom, for bringing me into the world. No. They, They don't come out talking, but they have the ability to talk 
But we have to coach them. We have to teach them. We have to instruct them, not only to talk, but hopefully even to bring them to a place that they listen as well, right? Now, that's the other side of it. So we have this innate ability to hear the voice of God, but we have to train ourselves. We have to learn to hear the voice of God. Not only do we need to learn to hear God speaking to us and guiding us through the prompting of the Holy Spirit, but our ability to hear God should mature over time. Just as a child's ability to communicate matures over time, so our ability to hear the voice of God should mature over time. Again, using the illustration of a child, because I think we all can relate to that. You know, as a child reaches like 18 months to two years, they start saying words. And then as they get on up to three and four years of age, they begin to put the words together in sentences. And then as they get on into uh, kindergarten and first grade, second grade, those sentences become paragraphs. And now they're able to communicate like back and forth. What there's, as they mature, they become better at communication. And it should be the same, using that analogy, it should be the same in our lives. As we are growing in our relationship with God, we should better be hearing His voice. Listen, if you're at the same place with God you were 10 years ago, if you're at that same place today, then can I tell you, friend, you have a problem. I don't say that to condemn you, I don't say that to make you feel bad. How many of you know true is true, so let's say what's true. If you're in the same place you were five years ago, if you're at the same place today that you were five years ago, then there's a problem. Man, you got to invest in, you got you to grow in. And, and as we grow in our relationship with God, as we're investing in the relationship, as we're maturing in our faith, then what we become more sensitive to, we become more aware of. Because again, I believe that God's always speaking. The issue is not that God's not speaking. The issue is that we're not hearing. So we need what we need to grow up. The author of Hebrews, speaking of this issue of maturity, says it really well. You can check out the broader context later. But Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Listen as I read this. I have a lot more to say about this, but it's hard to get it across to you since you've picked up this bad habit of not listening. By this time, you ought to be teachers yourself. Yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics on God again, starting from square one, baby's milk, when you should have been on solid food a long time ago. Milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's way. Solid food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right from wrong. So come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with a grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. So as we invest in our relationship with the Father, then what? We're better able to discern His voice. We're better able to hear His voice. Why? Because there's a process of maturing that's happened in our lives. So not only do we want to make the investment, here's the last truth that's, I think, so fundamental yet foundational. It's this. If you want to hear from God, you have to make space. If you want to, if you want to hear from God, it requires you to take some time to listen. Now, one of the things I've discovered in my own life, I don't know about your life, I know about my life and my schedule, but one of the things I've discovered in my own life is that if I'm not careful, if I'm not cautious, 
the pace and the pressure of life can rob me of the ability to hear from God. It's like I'm running so fast. I've got this meeting to go to. I've got this problem to solve. I've got this funeral to preach. I have this wedding to do. I have this sermon to get ready. I have this issue at home. I have this crisis at home. We're raising two teenagers. Need I say any more? It's happening. Life is moving really fast. And again, for me personally, what I've discovered is if I'm not really careful and cautious, I can get moving so fast, doing so many things, even good things, that there's no longer space or place for God to speak into my life. And again, it's not God's fault, it's my fault. I've not created the space. I've not created created the place. How many of you know we live in a really noisy world? Would you agree with that? Lots of noise. And sometimes the world is so noisy that we can't hear God speak. I have this, I have a lot of challenges, but I have this one challenge with hearing. And my wife says I have a lot of challenges when it comes to hearing, but For me, I have this one issue, and it's this. When I'm in a large crowd in a room, and everybody's talking at the same time, I can't hear anything. Um, Matter of fact, just this past week, we were at a a party, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. Everybody's talking, and someone's standing right beside me, and they're talking to me, and I can't hear what they're saying. I keep saying, what'd you say? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. What'd you say? And finally, they just walked away. They got tired of it. But when I'm in a room like that and there's so much noise, I I can't hear. I can't discern what's being said. And I think it's the same in our lives. And that oftentimes because of the noise of the world, again, it's not that God's not speaking. We can't hear because we've not created the space and the place. You know, Psalm 4610, the psalmist wrote these words, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Create space. Create place. You can hear from God. Jesus understood how vital this was. Now think about Jesus and the Father. Scripture says, I mean, Jesus said it like this, I and the Father are one, talking about relationship. Yet Jesus understood the necessity of creating space and place that he might hear from the Father. Mark 135 reads like, reads like this. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. In other words, Jesus said, I've got to get away from the pressure of the crowds. I've got to get away from the noise of the crowd, the demands of the people. Man, I've got to, get a, I've got to separate myself from that so I can go and have a space and a place to connect with the Father. God, I've really got to hear from the Father. Listen, if it was important for Jesus, I believe it's even more important for us. But to create that space and that place where we can hear from God. And for Jesus, it was early in the morning, and maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe you hate mornings. Listen, it doesn't have to be in the morning. It could be in the morning. I like mornings, so for me, it's almost always in the morning. You know, sometimes it's while I'm driving down the road. Sometimes 
It's in the office. Sometimes it's the middle of the day. It could be the end of the day. The wind doesn't matter. The where really doesn't even matter. You just need to create the space and the place. Because God's always speaking. That we might be able to hear him. That we might get away from the noise. To clearly hear the voice of God. You know, the most exciting thing for me is this. I mean, think about this. The God who spoke the world into existence. The God who lacks in no way. The God who is supreme and sovereign. Wants to be your friend. I mean, think about that. Now in John 15, 15, Jesus says, yeah, you're my friends. I'm, I'm going to tell you what the Father's saying. I mean, it's like Moses. God said to Moses and called Moses his friend. And like they had this like face-to-face communication. Listen, folks, this is what God desires of you. Not just like this religious relationship. Not this like church churchy relationship what the father desires of you is to be your friend that you would have this ongoing communication that you're i like to call it this processing life with god that's what i try to do 24 7 i'm processing life with god driving down the interstate man the holy spirit's revealing stuff And again, it's not because I have this title in front of my name. It's what I believe God wants for all of us. And that we would have the ability to discern the prompting of the Spirit. We find ourselves like doing life with God. Allowing God to do life with us. Because that's what friends do. Pretty amazing. The privilege of us to create it. Having friendship with the Creator. Wow. How many of you would say, well, I just, I want to be able to hear God better. Just raise your hand. Uh, I pray today for myself and my friends who have their hands lifted. Lord, really just making that statement. Lord, I do believe that you're a God who not only has spoken, but is speaking. And I believe you're always speaking. So, Lord, I pray for myself as well as all of my friends here this morning. Holy Spirit, may we be able to discern your promptings. May we be able to better hear. May we create that space and that place. Holy Spirit, help us learn to like process life with God. God, so many times I feel like we kind of put you in our church box. And when we come to our church... We, we invite you out of your box. Or if we come to a crisis, we treat you like a genie in the bottle. Where we rub the bottle and out comes the genie to solve our problems. God, I pray today that we would be able to move beyond that. Holy Spirit, help us move, move beyond that. To realize every day you want to process life with us as a friend. Holy Spirit, again, help us to have ears to hear. Help us to grow in our understanding. Lord, that we can just find ourselves, again, processing life with you. But we just admit that we have that need today. We have a desire. We also admit we have a need. 
Not some hokey pokey weird stuff. Lord, we, we don't want that. We want authentic. Just doing life with you, God. The Holy Spirit, help us to that end, I pray. Help us to take the very principles we talked about this morning and work them into our lives. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.